I'm going to minister an unusual subject to you this morning. Some might be familiar with it and some may not. It's called tithing and giving. <laughs> it's an unusual subject. It's been the controversy of many. It's been the table talk of a lot of households. It's been the downfall of a many people. But it's also been the victory for those that will submit to it. Hallelujah. I have been teaching this for the past 30 years. From the first Sunday we got up at the holiday end, well, no, we was at the Sunset Mount first. And my husband said, you gonna have to do the laws of prosperity. I've been teaching this same message. But the Lord impressed upon me that in this hour, many will falter when it comes to this subject if we don't keep it alive and understand the benefits of tithing and giving. So the Lord has been dealing with me about my giving in particular. I told you that on last year, he challenged me. And sometimes you let slip what you know is right to do. And God has to give you an awakening. You know, you can get so used to giving the same amount. You know, you calculate it and you say, okay, this is, this is my tithe and this is my calculated amount. And you put that in the envelope. You do it without the reverence that is necessary to make it work. Not because you're in disobedience, it's the reverence. And then he began to explain to me, I had heard this lesson taught by another great man of God, but he began to share it with me where I can share it with you. Amen? Come on, say this after me. Every kingdom has taxes. So let's get that in the atmosphere right. Say it again. All kingdoms. Have taxes. So does the kingdom of heaven. Whoa. The kingdom of heaven has taxes, better known as tithes. Now, unlike all other countries who raise the taxes yearly, the taxes in the kingdom of heaven has not gone up in the last 6,000 years. It is still 10%. You can't say that about any country. <laughs> now, there's another aspect of the government of heaven, and that is known as investments. Say investments. Or better known as offerings. Now, see, that's for your benefit. I'm going to share it with you. I'm going to break it down. Hopefully, people will understand this better. You can buy government bonds and securities and invest in our own country. Did you know that? Used to be a time when we were in school, elementary school, they'd encourage us to buy bonds. That was our way of investing in our own country. Why? That's for our future. Those bonds were supposed to yield a, div a, a return after 25 years. How many of y'all remember that? See, they don't teach that in school anymore. You could actually, as a child, you could buy a bond through your school. And actually, because and I mean $25 bonds. 
and they will yield after 25 years a good harvest. But how many of you know that's not taxes? That's investment. Now you might want to write this down. Taxes never, say never, grow a country. Taxes never grow a country. Taxes are supposed to be used for maintenance of the country. Like your roads, your street lights, your sewage, your water lines, your parks and recreation centers. All these things are government things that are maintained and built by the taxes. Mm. This is why when you and I pay our tithes, they keep meat in this house. What's the meat? Rent, internet, heat, AC, office supplies, equipment. How many of you know every now and then you had to change and upgrade something? The microphone might go out. You got to buy a brand new microphone. That's maintenance. So ministries and countries never grow from taxes. Because the purpose of it is to maintain. Mm. So then if a ministry or a country wants to expand its economy or expand its borders, it needs investors. Better known as partners or members. We say partners here. Let me ask you this question. When you pay taxes, do you receive a dividend? No, you don't. The government doesn't send you a dividend because you paid your taxes. And the tax return you get is not a dividend. They're giving you back what they said they overtook in a year's time. So they didn't, they didn't give you anything. It's the money they took from you, and it took too much. And they're giving you back what they overtook. So never think the government is giving you something back in your tax return. You already paid it. <laughs> they just charge you up front. You already paid the tax. So it's not a dividend. Your tax return is not a dividend. So the answer is no. Turn to Malachi 3. And let's read this question that is being asked of the people that say they love the Lord. Will a man rob God? The answer is yeah. Because God answered them before they can say the wrong one. He said, yet you have robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed thee? What did he say you robbed me in? Tithes, wait a minute, and offers. So tithes and offers can't be the same thing. They cannot be the same thing. God doesn't repeat and say things just to be saying it. So if he said tithes and offerings, they cannot be the same. There's a difference between them. Can I get an amen? He says, look at verse 9, you are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. 
Now he says, bring you all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be what? Me in mine house. And now prove me. How you going to prove him? Okay. Here was said the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your cause or your sake. And he would not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed, for you shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. He says, you don't get blessed from tithing. Dividends come from investing. So the Bible calls offerings like in it because we're in a kingdom. When you, if you ever see tithing and giving from a kingdom perspective and not a democracy. Democracy can be very harmful when it comes to this word because the word is based on a kingdom. And not a democratic. It's theocratic. That means you, you don't get to change the law. You don't get to vote and change stuff. You don't get all of that input like we got in America. And our country is suffering because everybody got a right to say whatever they feel. And it's destroying our nation. See, God had more sense than our government. He says, but you don't get blessed from tithing. Dividends come from investing or from your offerings. So there must be a difference in what you can get from each one of them. There's a different return on tithing than on your investment. I'm trying to help some of you because some of you struggle in this area of offering. You're great tithers. But you're putting a demand on the tithe that it cannot do to you. It's not designated for that. You're going to have to step up and become a big giver when you want to expand. If you're ready to grow, this is how you do it. Mm. Y'all got mighty quiet in here. The Lord must have knew what y'all needed. Because I didn't plan this initially. I had another lesson. And you see, that's why the Spirit of God interrupts, because he knows what you need. In other words, the outcome is not going to be the same. And I've heard people teach it on TV, and you probably have heard it too, that the Lord will bless you if you tithe. There's no guarantee for that. That's not what he promised from the tithe. He said the tithe will open the window. Read your Bible. He said the blessing has to get poured out as a result of the window being open. So the tithes open the window. Are you hearing me? Mm. So when we tithe, it keeps our relationship with the government of heaven in order. That means as long as I'm tithing, I have access. Say access. So now I have a window. You know, we, y'all computer experts, you know a window. You got a time and a slotted space that you can access God. This is my window. This is my window. This gives me access. But it doesn't create 
expansion. It simply gives me access. I've been teaching this for 30 years. I want y'all to get it. And because we tithe, and it gives us that right relationship with the government of heaven, it gives us the green light, say the green light, so we can invest. Because trying to invest without being a tither is criminal. Mm. So if you don't pay your taxes or your tithe, you become what is known as a criminal. Now listen, we, I'm not talking about people that's unemployed. You say, I don't have no tithe. Do you have anything in your house? Just like the widow woman, when the prophet came to her and said, what do you have in your house? Get up off of some of that stuff y'all got in your house. Turn it into a tithe and a seed. It's just sitting there collecting dust. Go ahead and smile. Nobody know I'm talking about you. See, you got a desire to tithe and give. Not, not do it just because you say it's right. No, you got to have a desire to do it. Why? Because that'll get you. You see, you know what? I don't have no tithe. I, I know I, I, this might open the door for me to find work. I can't tell you how many times Dr. Davis and I did that. We sold something. It didn't matter to us. We were going to tithe and give. We weren't going to church without a seed. Mm. That would be a new thing for most people. And you got stuff in your house. You're just not ready to convert it. Mm. The Bible says you're a thief. And in many cases, a robber. How many of you know that they're two different? A thief, they steal from you, smiling in your face. A robber, he's going to do it by force. And what these people had done, they were trying to force God to accept their lame offerings. That's a robber. Mm. That's what God called them. Now, when you don't tithe or pay taxes, you steal from the whole country. Say the whole country. Oh, Jesus. Look at verse 9 again of Malachi. He says, you are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. So you're stealing from the whole nation. Now, the word rob means to take property unlawfully from a person by force or a threat of force. You know, you're going to threaten God with your little bit of money. Well, I'm going to give this to him. He better do something for me. No, it doesn't work like that, sugar. Keep it, put it in your pocket, put it back in your account, and see how much you can live off of it. Work your thing, because God's not interested in your sassiness. No, he's not interested in your money like that. He's interested in you. Hmm. Now, when you don't tithe and give, when you don't tithe, because we're talking about the tithe right now, the window or your access to heaven is closed. It automatically shuts. Look at your neighbor say, is your window closed? See, the government, say the government, shuts the door. The government of heaven shuts the door. You don't have to shut it. Just don't pay your tithe. The government said, 
Turn the lights off. You know, it used to be a time when, when we called them VEPCO back then, there's Dominion Power. But if you didn't pay your bill by a certain date, they didn't give you all the grace period to give you now. You be talking and the lights just go out. Because they shut them off. They weren't going to wait for you to turn them off. Why? They were losing. Every minute you used that power, they were losing and you weren't paying your bill. You were stealing electricity. You know, we used to have a neighbor, <laughs> you know, when you're living in the hood, people do a whole lot of stuff. And they would run uh, electric cars from one house to another. Instead of paying the electric bill, they run how cars, and you walk across the yard, there's all those outdoors extension cords running to somebody's house trying to run the lamps and stuff in their house. Instead of just paying the electric bill. But no, they got to buy an Easter dress. Y'all know what I'm talking about. If you pass 40, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You got to buy the Easter dress and Easter shoes. And you got to buy all that little stuff like that and not pay what was due somebody else. First. Oh, y'all got it now, don't you? So the government closes the window. Now, to be under a closed heaven is to be cursed. Because without access, what you going to do? See, that's your lifeline to all the things of heaven. Why is that a curse? Because you can't get what the government promised you. He promised it to you, but you did not do what creates the promise in your life. Never take tithing lightly. It's your lifeline to the kingdom of heaven. I don't know how many times I have to say that. Never make this something you just do. It should have a place of reverence in your life. Now, in verse 10, God reinstates the blessing upon them if they would pay their taxes to ensure that the house of God is maintained. See, look at verse 10. Y'all, let's read verse 10 again. Read it with me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So in other words, God said, in order to rectify this situation, you got to bring the tithe first. That's the only way you're going to rectify it. You got to pay the tithe. Because the tithe, if you see it like a tax, you'll never see it the same again. You'll stop taking it as something that you can uh, get a dividend from. Because you can't. It'll maintain you, but it won't expand you. It'll keep you above water, but it won't expand you. And some of y'all got dreams and aspirations that you're believing God for. You need to become the biggest giver in the room. Because they'll never come to fruition without investing. 
Hmm. See, that's what the Lord began. He says, you got a lot of things that I put inside of you. To see them come to pass, you got to start giving. And man, and I mean, every time I did it, the Lord just began, that thing became deeper and deeper. And now it's, it's like, if, if I don't give something, I, I, I feel out of place. I got to come to church with something. I don't care what I got. If I got money saved up over here for a rainy day, you know, as we can say, you're keeping money in the house because you don't ever want to be without any cash in your house. Can I get an amen? But I went over there and I said, you know what? You got to serve a greater purpose. God will put you back. And he did. He says, to rectify this situation, you must bring the entire tithe, not a portion. I grew up where they said, well, if you don't have the whole 10%, get 5%. You can't find that in the Bible. He said the whole 10% belongs to him. It belongs to the government. It belongs, your taxes don't belong to you. It belongs to the government. Y'all might as well stop hating the government for taxes. Because without the taxes, there are a lot of things you would not have in this nation. Why do you think so many people want to come over here? Because our nation takes care of the nation. And it's done through our taxes. Mm. So it's not free. Somebody has to pay to maintain that street you walk on out there. And when you don't pay taxes, we won't go there. He says, but to rectify, you must bring the entire tithe into the storage house. Where's the storage house? Your local church. That's your storage house. That's where meat and food and provision is being provided for you. That's your storage house. Mm. He said, now you can feel free to test me or to prove me through the offering. Now you can be free <laughs> to test me through the offering. Prove what, I, prove what I said I would do. In other words, he says, hmm. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Woo, Jesus. My notes moved on me. That's all right. We're going we to get her straight. He says, prove to me. Let me prove to you, rather. He says, look at what I will do. He says, I will pour it out on you. Pour what out on you? The blessing. The blessing creates expansion. He will cause the blessing to produce so much that you will become a distribution center. See, that's what he's trying to get all of us to. Where all your needs are swallowed up. But it's done through investment. Mm. Whereby so much money can flow through your distribution center. It can be billions and millions and trillions. God don't care about the amount when you become a distribution center. See, he can't trust you with that responsibility if you're not going to invest. Mm. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9. I know you know this, but look at verse 6. Are you learning this morning? Hallelujah. 
2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. But this I say, he was so sparingly, shall reap also sparingly, and he was so bountifully, shall reap also bountifully. So now that kind of correlates with what we just read in Malachi. You want a bountiful harvest, you got to invest differently. I was calculating, I left my paper home. I said, now if you gave $20 a week times 52 weeks in a year, that's $1,040. That's the average for the average Christian. But how are you going to expand? Now, I'm talking about in a year. The average Christian barely gives $1,000 a year. How are you going to get a dream on that? You can't even buy a hootie for $1,000. How are you going to get a dream fulfilled on that? You got to come out this far. See, you got a misperception about the tithe. And it's hanging you up. Because you're expecting the time to do what only investing can do. Mm. He says, he said, if you do it sparingly, that's all you can get. That is all you can get. Listen to me. You can't change the economical system in your house given sparingly. Once in a while, every other week. You can't change it doing it like that. Mm. So what's the point? A stinger sower is going to reap a meager harvest. But the one who sows generously is going to reap an abundant harvest. I mean, you know, you can't even get that. If you go in the, the world system and try to invest, if you only have $500, you can't expect what the man that is investing $5 million to get back. Come on. Your faith not even there. That you know what? That is foolishness. They think you're going to take a $500 bill or $500 and go into one of these investment corporations, and they're going to give you the same return as a man that just put $5 million on the table. Not going to happen. But why do you do that to the kingdom of heaven? You get stuck on your one dollar. But you're looking for God to pour the rain on you. Pour it out on me, Lord. Where what? You only got $5 for the last year. What am I use? Because the same measure that you give it, that's all he can use to give it back to you. You a stingy giver. It's kind of like if you don't want a Dollar Tree Christmas gift, don't give one. Because it's coming back to you. And don't tell nobody it was the thought, because that makes it even cheaper. That means you didn't think very much of me. I'd rather you not give me anything than give me a gift and then put that on the tag, that hashtag. Mm. I move it on, because I know you didn't think very highly. 
Mm. Am I helping somebody this morning? So taxes don't belong to individuals, but to the government, right? Go ahead and say yes, because I know I'm right. That's why they take them. They don't trust you. That's why they take them before you get it. They already tried. You pay it after you get the whole amount, and most people don't pay it. That's why they got a system set up to take it. Now, the kingdom doesn't work that way. The kingdom of heaven doesn't take the taxes first. Because there's a way that I'll talk about that in just a moment. When you pay taxes, it is evidence that you are a legal citizen. Because only a citizen can pay taxes. Mm. That's why immigrants, whether they're legal or illegal, especially now, we don't know who's who, don't pay taxes because they are not registered Say registered as a legal citizen. Mm. This is why they are encouraged to become citizens or they have to leave within a certain amount of time. Why? I'm going to tell you why. So the government is supposed to correct this, this by getting them to become a legal citizen or sending them back where they came from. Why? Because they are driving on our streets, drinking our water, using our electricity, eating food produced here without paying any taxes. That's illegal. For all those who got a lot of sympathy for all these illegal immigrants that's coming into our nation, they eating up all your stuff and you can't even get it from the government. Some of them people collecting $2,000 a month sitting up in a hotel paying nothing. Where is that coming from? Our tax money. And you for that? But they're not going to give you that $2,000 a month. They're not going to let you eat for free. You're not going to live in your house for free. Why should they? Put them out or put them to work. If they don't like America enough to stay, go home. Why did you come? Why? Because they're utilizing everything that you pay taxes for. Mm. So then when we pay tithes, which don't belong to you, the tithe don't belong to you. So you can't get a dividend on it because it don't belong to you. Are you hearing that? Ties don't belong to you, so you can't expect a dividend on what don't belong to you. It is what keep your maintenance with the government. It does not belong to you. So you can't use it as a means to try to get ahead. But what you can do is give offerings to invest in your future. Mm. Look at Luke 20, verse 21. When you have it, say, I have it. Luke chapter 20, verse 21. Mm. Now, you know, the Sadducees and the Pharisees, they were always trying to trick Jesus up. And they're asking him a question about money. 
I like what Jesus did. Are you there? Say, I have it. And they asked him, saying, Master or teacher, we know that thou sayest and teachest rightly. Neither acceptest thou the person of any, but teachest the way of God truly. Oh, they're trying to be. Uh -huh. But look at the question. Is it lawful for us to give tribute unto Caesar or no? But Jesus perceived their craftiness and said unto them, why tempt ye me? Show me a penny. Whose image and subscription hath it? They answered and said, Caesar's. And he said unto them, Render therefore unto Caesar the things which be Caesar's, and unto God the things which be God's. And what happens? Because now you've been stamped like the penny. You belong to God, right? He says, Render to God what belongs to him. Mm. All right. So they, they were trying to trick him up, but Jesus gave him, so Jesus gave him the right answer. He says, Jesus said, the corn bears the image of the emperor Caesar, and you should give back to Caesar all that belongs to him. But you bear the image of God. So give back to God all that belongs to him. Talking about you and the time. I'm going to close in just a minute. Watch this. If a millionaire came to you today, came in this room, and he was allowed to get up here and promote something, and if he came to you and said, if you could come up with $1,000 by Wednesday morning, I would allow you to invest in my new computer idea. It's guaranteed to give you a return. Now, most people would borrow it if necessary to get in on the idea. Why? They trust the word of the millionaire. They trust his portfolio. He got a history of making money. He's got a history of making money. You got a God. That's got a whole book that show us how rich he make his people. His portfolio is bigger and greater than any billionaire trillionaire on this earth. He's called more people to be rich. He's come up with witty ideas that seem to didn't make sense to anybody and transformed them into millionaires. He raised the status of people over and over and over and over again that would believe and invest. Ooh, Jesus. But most people would chase that. You know why? Because you think that's the way of getting money. And it is. You invest. But why we don't see that way about the kingdom? You expect the kingdom to yield to you with no investment. Hmm. However, I said again, most Christians, and I mean, I talk to other pastors, the average, the average member or partner gives anywhere from $1,000 or less in offerings in a year's time. They're tired. But how do you expect the church to go out there and reach the loss? You can't do it on the tide. 
How do you expect the church to have the stuff you would like to see? You can't do it on the tide. It's for maintenance. And for those that sit in churches that think the church just run without you, you're wrong. Everybody's necessary. And you come to church and you steal every Sunday because you don't tithe nor bring an offering. You're a thief. And you got the biggest complaint. You know why you're complaining? Because you're a thief. You have no investment. That's why you can complain. Because you have no investment. Or what you have given is so little that it doesn't phase you. When you give to the point that if Jesus doesn't come through, if this word don't do what it said it's going to do, there is no, uh, maybe I got this over here, maybe I got that over there, maybe somebody, no, there's none of that left. When you give like that, the Lord says, that girl loved me, and he saw my giving. He never let me go without. Never let me go without. Mm. See, a ministry or country cannot expand on tithing. As a ministry or country expands, the easier it is for you to discover your gifting and your skills. A lot of y'all got gifts and skills that the Lord wants to personify. He can't. Because you can't do everything in this little place. Let's be real. There are going to be some things we need to expand to have. How are we going to do it? Mm. In closing, your taxes opens a window, or your taxes or tithes opens the windows of heaven. The offering determines what comes through the window. Your offering determines what come through the window. Now, we got some big givers in here, but I'm, I'm encouraging you to become even bigger because God want to carry you some places that you haven't even thought of yet. And in the middle of the night, he'll give you an idea. And it might seem simple. Don't push it away. Nurture it. <laughs> I'm learning to nurture those ideas and write them down so that I don't lose it. Because, you know, the devil come and still try to steal that good idea. And then I'm careful how I say it to anybody else. Because I got, I got, to, I got to put it in this cocoon. Because I got to let the word work. And as, as I keep giving, the, the Lord is building that cocoon around that, that dream, that idea. He's building it. He's building it. He's shaping it. What is he doing? He said, take your investment and build your future. Build what you want in the future through your giving. Build what you want in your future. You can't get it from the tithe. Do it through your giving. That was an awakening because I had let it slip. You know, like I said, I was used to calculating. But he says, no, if you're going to go and expand, if this church is going to expand, it's got to be done through the offering.
So I'm challenging each one of you to get up. Let the Lord talk to you. Don't be afraid to give more than what you used to. Come on, come on out that little hole where you're used to giving because it's comfortable. If your giving is real comfortable, it ain't enough. It's not enough for what you need in your future. Because if you're not careful, you'll lose reverence for it. Hallelujah. Come on, stand to your feet.